Yeah, we're going to tackle another tough topic today. And harassment's been around forever, probably. But obviously it's been you know, something that in my lifetime is, is a big thing to talk about in all business. Certainly, it's a big thing to talk about in the travel industry and in healthcare in general. Like I say, there isn't a very long period of time that goes by between times when I am being contacted about some type of harassment, either from an employee or from a facility. It just happens. Unfortunately, this day and age, people still are dumb, still haven't learned. And let's talk about it today. Again, this is one of those topics that not anybody is willing to talk about, but it exists. It's out there. And I think it should be part of Travel Evolved. We should talk about harassment, which is exactly what we're going to do on this week's edition of Travel Evolved. It's Travel Evolved. I'm Mark Holloway. Uh, tough topic today. We always tackle these. It, it, it's. I just think it's important. Not everything is, is about you know drinking wine and not everything's always about how much money you make. There are some times we need to have conversations about things that are tough in all industries, certainly in the traveling healthcare industry. I don't know what it is, but I do know what it is. The lifestyle, again, lends itself to, again, sometimes some some toxic situations that happen to you guys out there. Sometimes you guys are the, are the perpetrator of those toxic uh, situations. I mean, people are people. There are all kinds of different travelers out there, but I just wanted to have this discussion. It's on the list. It isn't a, a, a episode, I guess I should say, that I'm looking forward to doing. But as you guys know with me, I think these are the kind of things that we need to talk about openly in our industry. I mean, by the way, it happens in an agency. It happens at a facility. I'm sure there's vendor management groups that it happens there. So it's not just unique to travelers and certainly not unique at all to hospitals and facilities and long-term care centers and, and, and skilled nursing facilities and LTACs. I mean, this is, this is part of the world's culture, let alone the United States culture. And unfortunately, here in, in early 2022, we're still talking about this. I'm going to tell you, I believe we're going to be talking about this for decades to come. People just can't control the things they do. They can't control the things they say. They can't control their actions. Um, we're all imperfect, to say the least. But you know, I think we should have this discussion because it's something that you guys should be aware of. Have your guard up. And again, if you're doing things yourself that are inappropriate, you should kind of be thinking about, the, the impression and what you could be doing to other people. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about this in general. So um, as always, I'm going to tell you, thank you guys for subscribing. Uh, I know that I've been a little um, behind the schedule. 
And I think that's going to change a little bit. We've got some hurdles that we just jumped through that were very, very time consuming. More coming up, but like I say, it's uh, it's becoming spring. Um, I'm going to be traveling a lot again, which does lend itself, believe it or not, uh, to actually being able to knock some of these out in a little bit more timely manner. So um, I just appreciate you guys hanging in there with me. And uh, we have so many. This is episode 45, and we've got literally over 200 episodes that we have planned, not to mention the ones I've said that are going to come in, that are going to pop in, that are timely, that have to do with you know the, the current events that are happening. So, uh, And you guys definitely have... Uh, have influenced a lot. I've already had a number of episodes that are part of you guys telling me the things that are you're seeing and you want to discuss. So keep that coming. I really appreciate that. You can always uh, reply back to a, a post if you see it on a Facebook page. You can put it right there on our YouTube uh, channel. Let me know if there's something that you want to tackle. I may contact you to get some more information about really specifically what you're looking for and what kind of how you want to address the topic. Uh, but I just think that you know this this stuff is unfortunately. It just needs to be addressed and talked about. And that's what I want to start off with. It's still, if you were to talk to an HR manager at any, let's just say, hospital, I guarantee you he or she is going to tell you that, that harassment in all this, the forms that it takes is still one of the biggest things that they deal with on a daily basis. Unfortunately, and we just don't seem to be getting any smarter. I think people, and I'll, I'll talk about this a lot, and I don't mean to be... Not political. I don't need to be to give my opinion on this, but I am going to give my opinion on this. I do think that we've become thinner skinned in our society over time. I think there are people that specifically almost seek out getting their feelings hurt. Like they almost want to so they can be like, you hurt my feelings in this day and age. I just feel that way. It seems that way to me. I'm at that age where I've, I've lived through a period of time most of my life when people weren't that way. And now it just feels like everyone is so hypersensitive. And I do think there are people, and you guys know this is true, there are people who actually seek this out. There is money to be made from especially sexual harassment cases. There is money to be made from harassment cases. And there are people that do, in fact, almost become magnets for that or purposely try to you know, become harassed. That's not what we're really talking about today. But it, it, it's out there. We can't have the discussion without talking about that side of the coin. It's true, and I do think, unfortunately, I'm a little thicker-skinned than most people. I'll go into that detail, but we do have a society right now where if somebody is a little thinner-skinned and gets gets upset, understandably sometimes so, maybe not sometimes other cases, we still as a society have to acknowledge and be sensitive to that. I think that's it's a good thing overall because, <laughs> let's be honest, if you go back to the 60s and 70s, the stuff that was being done in the workplace back then uh, has no business or place being done in you know 2022, for example. So it is, it is a good evolvement, so to speak. I think as long as we don't take it to the extreme, which I do think, think sometimes we we tend to. And I think anyone that would really reasonably assess that would would have to agree that there are certainly cases and times when we take it to the extreme. But overall, what I'm getting at is that we have hopefully moved into a better place than we were 50 years ago, when we were there 40 years ago, when people just said things and um, had no repercussions to uh, their position of power, their position of authority, their, their, you know, their, their, their uh, I guess, how they feel about saying something to somebody else that may be taking it completely different. So let's talk about it. You know, there are all kinds of different harassment, and we're going to try to discuss all of them. There's obviously sexual harassment. 
Typically, that means that somebody is is harassing you in a sexual manner. Oftentimes, it has to do with being in a position of authority over somebody who is a subordinate of yours. It, it really tends to get a little bit uh, more serious and dangerous when that's the case. Um, there's obviously threats of violence. People can, you know, coworkers can 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 threaten each other. I've seen that, and I, again, I hear this all the time. A lot of people will talk to me about this stuff. So we're going to have some some um, some examples. I was thinking about having people on this episode that wanted to talk openly, but I just don't think there would be a lot of people that were willing to come and openly talk about it. Maybe some people would. Um, we obviously are going to do an episode about violence in the workplace, which is kind of a totally separate topic, but there is threats of violence. Um, it is a, it's a real big thing. There's verbal abuse. Verbal abuse is harassment. I mean, there are people that just walk around and verbally abuse people nonstop all day in the workplace. That's, that's harassment, whether you like it or not. Um, nowadays, even constant phone calls, texting, that can be considered harassment. And it, and it is. That can be. It is considered harassment this day and age. Um, I, I know this for a fact. There are, there are times, and I've seen examples as recently, where that has become an issue. Somebody who is constantly texting or calling somebody, it's been, it's been issued as a harassment issue. And so you got to be aware of that. There's sexual abuse, which is very different from from uh, sexual harassment. Totally different thing. Totally different level of thing. There's menacing. There's stalking. There's now cyber stalking. So I mean, you, you can't. You gotta be. You gotta be aware of what you're doing, how you're doing it, and how it affects other people. And if again, we're gonna talk about being the perpetrator of this, and also being the victim of this today on the episode. So it is. It's not an easy topic to talk about. It's not something that, that we can just jump in and 15, 20 minutes later be done with this. This is, this is one of those things that I just want to have the discussion so that people are aware of what you may be doing if, you're, if, you're, um, if you just don't really think about what your actions and how they affect the people. And also what to do if people are, are doing something to you that is making you uncomfortable or putting you in a position of, of vulnerability that you do not like and what you can do about it. I mean, there's... It's, it's everything. So I'm going to try to cover it all because I think it's important. Um, you know, the first and most common one that I hear about, obviously, is it's actually the coworker one. I get calls every couple of months or something happens or I get a text or someone you know mentions to me in passing that they've had a coworker who has made them uncomfortable. You know, predominantly, it is a female who said there is a, a, either another female or a male who has made them uncomfortable. You know, we live in a little bit of a, you know, not a little bit, our society still is sexist. And unfortunately, we're going to talk a little bit about being harassed as a male at the end of this because it really exists. But we don't really talk about that ever, or very rarely in our society. So unfortunately, most of the time when you do hear about this, it is it is basically someone who is who is being harassed or is harassing a woman, which is, you know, wrong and unfortunate, but just the way our, our world does work Um we could have a huge discussion about male, female kind of stuff, but I, I, I really don't want to. And I don't think it really bears, bears uh, merit in this discussion. But this happens a lot. And I think it has a lot to do with the environment in which all of our travelers work in. It is very stressful, very um, fast-paced. Nurses primarily have told me repeatedly, we got a weird sense of humor. And a lot of female nurses have told me that we have a a unique, dry, and sometimes over the top sense of humor, 
And I personally love that about you guys. There are even websites and groups, as you guys know, that, that openly discuss this. And I think it has a lot to do with how stressful and difficult your life is. So there is a release that you get by having kind of a, a darker humor. I can speak as a cancer, cancer parent of a surviving cancer patient. There's a thing that us parents called cancer humor. We There is almost this weird, dark side of you that tries to make light of a really heavy situation. And it's real. And for those of you that are in college, you guys know us parents, every once in a while we'll have this kind of thing that happens where you, you do the best you can by making light of a situation that is absolutely not light at all. And I think that exists a lot with you guys in your work environment because, again, you're not dealing with what I'm dealing with. This is heavier stuff than the average person deals with in their work environment. There is sickness going on. There is death oftentimes. There is serious ramifications for your job, and it never, ever goes away. I'm not giving an excuse for harassment. I'm just telling you why I think a lot of times things that are said in a hospital tend to be, and you guys can back me up on this, a little over the edge, over the top, if you will, than you might find in a business acumen in a, in, a, in, a, in a business that is, you know, off the street somewhere. I, I, I could be wrong, and I apologize if I am, but what you guys have told me is that is, in fact, the case. And I did, you know, did talk to some folks before I did this episode. And so a lot of this is, is me regurgitating what a lot of people have told me over 20 years, 22 years, obviously. So I think there's where, that's where it comes from, which means you've got a couple of different sets of people that you're working around. You're working around the people that have this thicker skin that that are a little more cavalier with their comments with their jokes with their attitude towards others and then you've got the the sensitive person who who doesn't like that it's a tough situation and i think that if you guys really take a deep breath for those of you who are getting upset with me i'm sure there are a few that are right now if you take a deep breath you'll recognize that that probably is is more oftentimes the case what i'm being told is that the outlier is typically the more sensitive person. And I, I think that this has to do with, again, how mentally, physically strong men and women are who are in healthcare. And I just believe that. You guys are mentally tougher than, than most people. You throw an average businessman or businesswoman into your environment, forget it. They'll be sucking their thumb you know, halfway through the shift because it's, it's tough stuff. I'm just being honest. So it's, that's where a lot of this comes from. And the problem really does rely upon the fact that you do have... I think, in my opinion, just my opinion here, an outlier that is, hey, that was too far. You went too far on that. And that's where the trouble lies. I'm talking about like little things like jokes or just overall conversations. Um, we're not talking about some of the serious stuff I brought up a minute ago. We will talk about that. But when it comes to that sort of thing, it is, it is real and you have to recognize it and realize that if you are one of those folks that are a little bit more edgy, Try to back it down a little bit, especially if you're a traveler. It, it will not fit well with you over the course of a career. If you're one of the people that are sensitive, I, I would ask you and implore you to understand maybe a little bit more before you have a reactionary. Did it hurt you? I understand people can be, be offended, but did that offense really cause you personal anguish? If it did, great, fine. Be offended and take it to where we're going to talk about. If it didn't, I'm asking you that perhaps potentially... You could have a little bit of thicker skin and understand, you know, using your emotional intelligence, which I'm a big fan of, understanding where that came from, right? Maybe someone had a really rough day and they, they went over the edge because they needed to mentally. Um, it, it just is what it is. The, the biggest thing, or not the biggest thing, another big thing I see a lot and I hear a lot about is the harassment of patients and their families 
to travelers and to healthcare professionals. This is a big one that nobody ever talks about in our in our whole entire side of our industry. You guys talk about it, and you as well you should. But you never hear an agency talking about how badly travelers of all different varieties of healthcare are treated by oftentimes patients and their family. This is tough stuff. We brought it up in a few episodes, especially with some guests recently, last couple of months, I remember very specifically. But this is a big one. And this is something that, you know, there's not a lot of advice that I can certainly give you on this one. I just want you to know that it's there. And I think as you travel, it could be a little more... uh, that's what I'm looking for. Have a little more frequency to it because you're, you are going to be in a situation potentially where that family may know you're not a staff member. It might be sitting right there in your badge that I am a traveler and some smart people that understand the world we live in that are in general society that know, hey, this is a travel nurse. I've heard about that. They are not a staff member. They're only here for a little while. They may find themselves... I guess being a little tougher on you because they don't think that they're worried about somebody you know, who's got a permanent job. You know, you're making all this money. Maybe they've heard about all that. If you're down in imaging, you know, and you've got this traveler thing on your your chest, that may be where you are a little bit more susceptible to a little bit more harassment from a patient and their family. It's just something to think about for those of you that are considering going to travel. For those of you who are travelers, it's something to think about that this could be an something that reason why you're dealing with so much of it, and. Again, I'm asking a lot of people here to to just, again, use your emotional intelligence a little bit more than I think we do as a society sometimes and think about maybe where that's coming from. You've got a very stressful family. You've got a very stressful patient. You guys know all this. I'm not telling you anything that you're taught before you even become a healthcare professional, but just kind of remind you that they may take this out on you, but it, it's real. And again, if we're going to get to this at the end of this episode. If it's real enough, you're going to have to take it to another level. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to make sure that you're complaining about it and you're trying to get some sort of action on it to, to make yourself feel better. So, you know, there you go. I think one of the biggest things that, that I do hear about, and it drives me crazy, but it's real in our, in our world, are healthcare professionals harassing their coworker. I don't know what it is about our industry that you know, you hear. I hear it a lot from nurses. I'll just be. I'll be frank. I mean, I don't hear it as much from allied professionals, but there is such a competitive thing with nurses that they will tell you they they eat their young. They eat they eat each other up, and lots of times you guys do do that. It's just a weird thing. It is part of. Again, realize these are not my words. <laughs> these are your words. You guys are telling me this. Many travelers. Now, again, I always get this thing where people are like, oh, I totally disagree with that. Great. Do disagree. But a lot of you have told me over the last two decades that healthcare is a tough environment with people. There's competition there. There's a lot of things that are kind of at play here. But it definitely is, I think, a, a profession that for whatever reason really lends itself to harassment amongst each other. And I'm not necessarily talking about sexual harassment. In this case, I'm talking about bullying. I'm talking about, you know, menacing, the the phone call situation, cyber stalking. There are people that seem to have it out for each other in this industry. For lack of a better word, I'm not trying to make fun of it. Uh, it just it's just really bizarre and crazy. And there's there's nothing that I can do to fix this. Nor is there anything I think that you guys can do to fix it, except for be aware that and you guys are travelers know. You guys watch your backs a lot when it comes to charting, when it comes to your clinical ability. You guys have learned, if you're a veteran traveler, to cover your you-know-what. It just is the facts. 
it is hard not to. I mean, you guys have learned that. Most of you or many of you have learned that the tough way, that people harass each other. I don't know what it is. You just get somebody who you rub the wrong way, whether it's another traveler, whether it's a permanent staff member, or whether, you know, you're a permanent staff member, a traveler comes in. It just it just happens. It does have a lot to do with the shortness of time in which you guys are on an assignment and how that oftentimes can lend itself to distancing and saying, I don't really need to get close to this person because they're not going to be here that long. Or you as a traveler say, I'm not going to get engaged with this person because I won't be here that long. But it really, really does. You know, it's it's just part of it. And again, this this form seems to be more of the the menacing, threatening behavior, whether it's threatening your position, threatening your livelihood, or physically threatening you. This stuff happens every day. And this is probably one of the more common conversations that I have with people that are either working for me or working for other people that you know I'm communicating with. And they're saying, this is the part of the, of the job that I can't stand. It's the unknown, you know, walking into a different unit and wondering who's going to be my problem sometimes. Or seeing right away, I'm going to, unfortunately, on this assignment, have a problem person. And that's not fun. And it's really difficult for many of you. And it's hard and it's real. And it is, unfortunately, sometimes it's just part of the job. It's what you have to kind of deal with some, oftentimes when you're working here. Now, again, this episode is not to sit there and say, you know, be, be a pushover or turn the other cheek all the time. It's just pointing out the fact that this stuff happens because I hear about it. Maybe I hear about it more than you guys do. Maybe people tell me about it because they don't know where else to turn. They go to their agency because they're afraid to go to HR at the hospital or they're afraid to communicate it on social media. That's probably a real thing. So you, maybe some of you are out there thinking that I'm over-exaggerating this. I, I don't think I am because this is, this is a common conversation when it comes to like, oh, gosh, I've got to take this phone call and you start hearing about this, it's not a fun conversation to have. It's kind of a dreadful one, but it's one you have to take if you're in my position because it's real and it happens all the time. And again, maybe I'm hearing it more than you guys are. I don't know. The one I think is is the most common, the one I want to delve into pretty heavily is, is the male employee harassing the female employee. We're going to go the opposite at the end of the episode, surprisingly. But this one, I just can't believe... That in 2022, this is still as common as it is. I mean, men are stupid. I'll just say that right now. Men are dumb. Men don't think oftentimes what their actions are doing to other people. Unfortunately, we live in this society and have lived in, in for the history of, of mankind. I believe we live in a society where men just don't consider often enough what their actions and what their um, suggestions and their jokes and everything they're saying they're doing mean to other people. How bad it can scare them, how bad it can hurt them, how, how infuriating it can be as a woman to have somebody intimidate you in this fashion. And it's, it's crazy to me that with how open this stuff is nowadays, it still exists. Again, go talk to your HR person in your facility and ask them what's the number one thing they have to deal with. This is probably it. It's oftentimes, again, there could be a position of authority in there, but not always, not always. You know, it's it's just this day and age, it just surprises me, to say the very least, that this scenario I'm talking about, men harassing women, that more men aren't going, gee, I probably need to be smarter about what I'm saying and a little bit more sensitive about what I'm saying and keep those comments to myself and maybe not, you know, stalk a 
you know, a, a, a counterpart that I'm attracted to or I'm interested in. I mean, this stuff is creepy and it's bizarre and weird and it's all over the place in every business, not just in healthcare. But in this one, I think it is, it's, it's still crazy. This is a female dominated industry. Um, there are male nurses who are definitely minority and there is some sensitivity to that sometimes. But the fact is, is that it, it can cause an environment where sometimes a male nurse might think he's safe and can say things or tell a joke or do whatever. And the fact is you're not be smart, keep those comments to yourself and, and, and don't be that guy, man. I mean, that's all I can say about it is I mean, really it's going to catch up and it's going to absolutely destroy your career. I hear things every day and I always go, my God, you think that people would be smarter. And I hate to say this, but I oftentimes say, I think you think men would be smarter because it really does oftentimes more often than not come down to the man. I'm going, God, these, these guys just can't control it. They can't keep that. I don't know what it is, but there's something really bizarre about, (laughs) I'm going off on a tangent here, but you guys know what I'm talking about. It is really strange to me that there's not enough self-control from uh, and I'm not blaming all of us men. We're not all like that. There's not self-control enough in a work environment that you would have to feel like you have to harass somebody or that you would cross that line or even come close to that line. It, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's this day and age, like I said, I think we've come a long way in a good way for this reason, but it's still it's still crazy, which you know, also comes to the point about people harassing each other that are in a position of power. There is a lot of hierarchy uh, in healthcare. You guys know that. There's tons and tons of people that are in positions of authority that are over people that are, you know, again, there's 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 different levels in a, in a hospital, different levels of facility. And this is where I think good managers, good, uh, good, even charge nurses, good people that are, you know, in charge of departments, they have started to learn about this, but every once in a while you'll get something that you're like, wow, this is this is crazy. You're getting somebody who is uh, just browbeating somebody. The good news is, I I feel like that stuff has is kind of a little less uh, apparent in in you know in what I've been saying, what I've been talking about. Most of the time, when I get complaints, it's not because a manager or a charge you know example a charge nurse was was harassing somebody else. It's typically coworker. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong, and I'm sure there's some things out there. But I would imagine that that management isn't going to be able to do that and stay in management very long. Which means they've learned not to, and they and they they are able to not, you know not put themselves in a position where they're harassing other folks. I don't know. Here's one I'm going to kind of talk about that I think is kind of unique. Um, it's not unique actually. The female harassing the male, and I want to have this discussion because this is real. <laughs> I've experienced it when I was younger. I mean, this is not something that doesn't exist. It exists. And I think it might exist more in healthcare than it does because there's so many, such a female-dominated industry. But what's weird about our society is that if you're a man who's harassed, you don't talk about it because there's this un, there's a stigma that if you talk about it, you know, what, are you going to lose your man card? That kind of thing. That it should be allowed because if you if you if you're upset that a female is harassing you, whether it's sexually or menacingly or who knows what, that you are somehow less of a man, I guess, for lack of a better word. So a lot of men who are harassed in the work environment by a woman don't say anything ever. 
I didn't. It didn't really bother me. I was younger, and you know, it's what one of those things. But I, I, I can, I have a lot of examples of that happening, especially when I was younger, before I was, you know, potentially in a position of authority. When I was young and, and early on in my out of college, <laughs> it happened a lot, and I just kind of, you know, again, it didn't really bother me. It was kind of like, oh, whatever, because I wasn't threatened by it. I wasn't worried about my personal safety. And that's probably the biggest difference. Uh, and I think that's where that stigma comes from. If you're a man, you probably are less worried about your actual safety. You may be worried about your career, which I was. You may be worried about you know, other things that come to it. But as far as your, your Maslow's hierarchy of needs, probably aren't nearly as affected as if you are you know, being intimidated by, you know, by a man if you're a woman. I'm just being honest. But it is really unique to me that I think there's a lot of men in our world who are probably harassed, who just don't say anything and, and decide not to. And I think if it bothers you enough, you should. And if you're a female, you should be aware, just like a man should be, that maybe some of the things that you're saying are not really being accepted or wanted by that male employee as much as you might think they are just because he's not saying anything. So I just want to throw that out there. I think it's it's again one of those things that not everybody talks about openly uh, in our society, and it's real. I mean, it really does exist. So I, I just find it interesting. All right. So what do you do? What do you do? First and foremost, when it comes to harassment, what I will tell you is there you have to establish that there is intent to harm. That is the biggest thing legally when it comes to harassment cases. When you're going to go to HR, you're going to go to your manager, you're going to go to your agency, and you're going to talk about this stuff. You have to basically be able to show that there is some kind of intent. It's pretty easy sometimes. You know, if someone is threatening you and you're worried about your position, if someone's threatening threatening you and, and stalking you on social media or is stalking you in general, you know, following you around, you know, figuring out where you're going to different restaurants or what you're doing after hours, this is an important aspect. And I would say that for anybody who is considering taking some steps to eliminate their harassment, this is one of the first things that you should be thinking about is, is there an intent to harm? And there probably is, otherwise you wouldn't be thinking this way, but you got to start thinking about how you're going to do that. So you should document this stuff. You should document, so if you do end up making a claim, whatever level that claim is, that you've got some sort of backup as to here's exactly what happened, here's the conversation, here's what was shown, you know, whether it's a text and you're taking a screenshot or you're, you know, showing, taking a screenshot of something else on social media, maybe one of those social medias that doesn't stay and it disappears. Potentially it's, you know, it could be documented that person was at that same social engagement that you were at and repeatedly, you know, was, was following you. Uh, all these things can be documented, but you have to have that claim. So definitely keep, you know, that record. The first thing I would always recommend, and again, I'm not an HR person, so this is all opinion piece. But I think most people and people I did talk to in HR said, you really want to first thing is make it clear to that individual that you are not approving of this behavior, that this is not acceptable, that you are asking them to please stop whatever it is, the harassment that they're making. I don't care if it's verbal and they're just, you know, just browbeating you in front of the other staff or in front of patients all day long. You've got to make it clear first and foremost that that's not okay with you and let them know, I don't want you to do this anymore. I'm asking you not to. I'm considering this a form of harassment, and I'm asking you to please stop it. you got to establish that. And then it really does make things go better for you if, the, if that behavior continues. The next step, obviously, I would, I would say almost would be to go to HR. I don't know if you should even go to your management because you never know. Again, like I said, how hospitals are, are designed and how hospitals work, you just don't know, especially as a traveler, who is 
entrenched with who, <laughs> to say the very least, right? So in going to HR, typically what I've been told from a lot of you is that that is oftentimes the best place to go. You know your agency can't do an awful lot. And if those that can do a lot, many of them won't because it's hard for an agency to be so far removed from the situation and be involved except for to be potentially your voice to HR that this is happening, which is there's nothing wrong with that. If you're uncomfortable going to HR, you can have your agency go to HR. So call your recruiter, whoever it is you're going to trust this with, and I would definitely go further up the line than that and say, hey, listen, I've, I really have a problem here at this facility. I don't want to quit. I'm worried about my job. I'm worried about my personal safety. What can you guys do to help if you're if you're just uncomfortable going to HR yourself, which I totally would understand. You can get it that way. An HR complaint's one thing. You know, oftentimes what I'm hoping is that if you let someone know this behavior is 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 unacceptable or unwanted or unwarranted, that should stop it. In 2022, that should make the person go, whoo, I have in fact crossed the line and this person's line is here, which is the hard part. You never know where his line is. But in this case, I have crossed that line with this individual and I'm going to stop that behavior immediately. And I would hope that if they do stop the behavior, the situation is over and done with and you can move on and so can they. But obviously, if that's not the case, you're going to have to elevate it to another level, take it to HR. You can go as high as obviously start you know, getting restraining orders and even looking at civil suits. I mean, this just depends on how far you want to go on this. Um, like I said early in the episode, there are people that make a lot of money by claiming harassment. We all know that that's true. That doesn't take away from the fact that there is a whole bunch of legitimate harassment out there. It's unfortunate that those rare cases where it's completely you know, false and someone can still make money by having a settlement with an individual or a settlement with a facility, unfortunately that's real and it does happen sometimes. And it does taint the real, the, the, the the re, what am I trying to say? The the reality or the, the the true nature of what really is a harassment case in this situation, because it it, it dilutes it and said it makes people realize that not everything is always truly harassment. So, you know, guys, I know this was I said I didn't I wasn't looking forward to doing this episode because, and I don't even know if I did it justice. I barely even scraped the surface of this stuff because it's it's an uncomfortable conversation to have, and I think most of you that were listening to me said, well, this, he's just saying everything I already know agreed I get it that's what I was trying to do I wanted to just openly talk about this and again these kinds of episodes like this where I'm giving you my opinion and I'm having a conversation really kind of 36,000 foot about topics it's meant so that you guys would potentially think about this and I have been told sometimes every once in a while that little voice inside of your head will pop in saying hey I remember something about this and I'm going to now address it differently. And I think that's what these episodes are about. It's part of the catalog of Travel Evolved. It is a, a topic I say, I, I part of the reason why it's taken me a while to, to release an episode is I just was not looking forward to recording this one because it puts me in an uncomfortable situation. I get it. And so that's why it took me a while to, to do this one. I'll just be candid with you guys. So it's out there now, and I'm hoping that this does start to facilitate a conversation or two out there. And potentially... It may stop some folks from maybe, you know, breaching that line. And maybe some people that have a tendency to go past that line will, will peel that back a little bit and it will save somebody's feelings, will save somebody's, you know, personal space, personal safety. 
how might help you save your job. And for those of you that are that are the recipient of this, you know, maybe you can understand where it's coming from. Maybe you can allow that line to be a little higher. Not that I'm asking you to do that. But certainly if it crosses the line, you've got some ideas of some things that you should do to protect yourself. Because at the end of the day, this is your career and you are going to be thrust into some situations. We all know it's a matter of time until somebody somewhere is going to put you in a position where you're uncomfortable for a variety of reasons. And you guys know this to be the true and you guys know this to be the case. It's how do you handle it and what are you going to do? And I, I don't think you should just take it. I think you should address it, see if you can handle it yourself with that individual and then if you can't take it to the next level you know it is it is where we are <sighs> harassment not fun to talk about but in your workspace probably almost every day and i appreciate that you guys have to deal with that and i do appreciate the fact that i think you have to deal with it more than in a lot of other types of industries and a lot of other types of careers so i appreciate each and every one of you guys thank you for giving me a couple of minutes to to Get this out in front of you, and I will catch you next time on Travel Evolved.